0: Cola.
1: Hey guys, why couldn't the race car driver pick out a Valentine?
0: Because he uh, had a muffler?
1: Don't you have a guess? Uh, no. Because she was indecisive.
2: Indy. Oh. Yes.
0: Now that was, you've gone backwards. No, that was a good one. That was terrible.
2: Uh, that was not a good one.
0: That was... I will not be party-party that later tonight.
2: I'll give it a 0. .75 out of the 10.
0: That's fucking generous. .25.
1: <laughs> First F-bomb, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the 40 year dash where we find out age only matters when you're out out of bait for ice fishing but it leads to a life of prostitution this is the podcast where jenks moochie and cody try to accomplish hey, 40 goals before we go over the hill it damn sure is i mean ice fishing the prostitution is a gateway activity <laughs> we'll either succeed or fall flat on our face this week's episode here's our moochie update episode we hear from Moochie, a Hall of Fame case as to why his yes. goals are magnificent this week. Whoa. And wow. maybe it deals with the lucky number seven. So, Whoa. from parts unknown Pennsylvania, this is your 40-yard dash.
2: Those are some nice tines you made there, Jinx. You
0: know, yeah. I, I, I work better, I think, at night when we're recording. Juices are flowing <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: But <laughs> certainly better than Cody's joke. That's for damn sure. Ooh. What's up? What's up, Dan?
2: Yeah, so uh I will this episode I will uh, give you an update on uh what I'm doing and everything. Uh who was the last episode? Cody, was that you? I don't <laughs> no. it seems like two you, weeks I, ago was like you a, a month ago. Have,
1: <laughs> have you I just don't, been the same what?
2: rotation for a year, but I yes, don't remember so it's a lot. I don't man. remember what happened last episode, Cody. can you summarize it? <laughs> well
0: from yes, our well, from our conversation before this podcast started, it seems like you had a rough weekend, so I guess that makes sense. Right.
1: No, <laughs> it was my update episode two uh two weeks ago it was Hank's birthday. We cooked him a oh, nice steak. steak, yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since his birthday, and um haven't had anything cake or anything special since then, but um he was very happy that day, so. That was the uh, last ones, And you guys challenged me last two weeks ago to sell the Rubik's Cube in five minutes as well. So I've been working on that a little bit here. Get it down to three minutes to the last step. So I have to figure out that last step. I always mess it up.
0: But I'm going to get
1: it done because I don't know what you guys have planned for me. So got to make sure I do it. Only four more four weeks. weeks.
0: Only yeah. more, four more weeks. You were off to a good start. So mm. I'm thinking you'll have it done. But I if think not. So. We got something in the back pocket for you. All right.
1: Fair enough. Can't wait to see her. But, yeah, that was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Mucha apparently doesn't remember nor listen to the episode, so I'm glad I could fill him in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he forgot about the Rubik's Cube thing, too. Yeah.
2: I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come up with uh, We'll come up with... It's been a busy past few weeks, but... Everything uh,
0: all right? Just doing a lot of goals or what? What's going on over there?
2: Oh, uh, the... Well, I had a wedding this past weekend, and then the kids have been sick, my parents have been sick, so I've been taking half days and days off and uh, trying to juggle the kids and all that, so uh, just a lot of that type of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. That stuff happens. Um, But yeah, uh, so welcome everybody. Uh, You know, we can hop into uh, some of my progress here, or perhaps lack thereof, because other than... I don't really have much of an update on some of the other stuff that I've done. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, let's see. One of my uh, goals is to do uh, uh, insanity with Shanti. I've I've done it before. Haven't done it really since. I've actually have been doing uh, another Shanti workout. It's more of his like 25 minute ones. So I guess I'm kind of like slowly, yeah. So I'm slowly kind of working up to try to do get it back into insanity, but I actually haven't, you know, started doing it yet. Um, so I got that. Uh, I do have another completed goal. I've had this one done for a while, but I haven't done an episode on it where, you know, I completed a, uh, mastered a dish. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm an expert at making the chicken enchiladas, but I ventured out into something else now. Um, so at some point, you know, I'll get into that episode. Uh, chicken
0: burritos. Yeah
2: chicken burritos yeah no this is this is much more fancier than chicken burritos oh i'm, I'm you that
0: i'm, I'm sorry oh, okay. I, i'm sorry chicken marshal i salt. can't wait to hear
2: it's <laughs> it's very sophisticated the uh the recipe is very complex
0: is it frank's uh, and beans did you put hot dogs <laughs> in the pork and beans
2: <laughs> i don't know i don't know i can't i want to leave it up to a surprise but it's complex uh you know I, I the recipe is like pages long. It's like the the list of Jericho. So um
0: chicken nuggets in the oven for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I already got that one down. You, you, know so. how to, you
2: know how to do that, right?
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: that one's already down. Um but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, other than uh what I have done, I really haven't done much of anything else, to be honest with you. Um That's fair. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um so, I want to hop into, unless you guys have anything uh, that you want to get into before I hop into my main goal, I would like to talk about Mr. Lofton.
0: I I guess I don't have anything else. I just, you know, want to know, is everything good? You're living I life live here? Hell. You're just, like, what's going on here? So That's a hell of have, an update. I know. What? <laughs> Are you good? Like, I know you said your kids were sick and everything. Is everybody oh, yeah. doing fine? Is everybody doing well? I know it's a busy oh, yeah. couple of weeks, so you can't really accomplish much, but everybody's yeah. doing good. OK.
2: Yeah. So my it started with my sister. She had like a fever and everything. And now every time everybody gets sick, people think you have covid. But uh, she took like she went to the doctors and had like multiple tests and it wasn't covid. But then after she got sick, then my dad got sick. And then after he got sick, my mom got sick. And then Briella had a fever for, like, a few days. So um, it was just a lot of – this past week was a lot of juggling to – we were kind of taking it day by day, like, (laughs) uh, all right, I'm going to have to take this day off or take a half day. And we kind of, like, piecemealed it together to, to like, see who was watching the kids or whatnot. But now everybody's fine. Everybody's on – I mean, nobody is sick anymore. But um, just a busy – and then we had, like, meetings at work, so it was hard just juggling – Taking work off and missing meetings and all that stuff. So I get it was that. A long, it was a long week. But the wedding this weekend was nice. So it was well, good that's time. good.
0: As long as you enjoyed yourself in that, that's a good thing. So went
2: to a nice little brewery that was in the hotel.
0: Oh, so where'd you go to? Well. Well, well, let's get the brewery update. Where where'd you go?
2: Lafayette. uh it's the Lafayette Hotel in Buffalo and inside was the Lafayette like brewing company, I guess. Ooh, so okay. yeah. I had a, one of their beers, their IPA, which was pretty good. Not bad. Nice. I'd rate it a 3.75 out of 5 perhaps.
0: 3.75. Oh. That's high for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right, I guess. I'm a little bit of a rough gr- uh, tough grader, but Yeah, I know
0: that's why I was saying it was high for you because you don't you're very yeah. stingy in your grades, so
2: I still only have one beer rated a 5. What
0: and is that? Banquet. Yeah they're, yeah, they're no longer. Yeah, they gone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which so is a damn see? disappointment.
0: What's gonna happen to you when you find that second beer that's a five?
2: Well, the search continues. I haven't found anything to replace it yet. Yeah. Maybe that could be another uh, a, a goal update. There you like go. An, uh, when I mean like when I can update later, find a five star beer.
0: That's fair. That is fair. Fair. I think you ah, could.
2: It is, but not really.
0: I see it's because, subjective. I could just,
2: because I could just make any beer a five star beer and say, Oh, I found it just so I could say my goal's completed.
0: But no, you have you have integrity in your rating, sir. Oh yeah. So yes. you're not gonna not just gonna just give every Tom it. you're not you're not gonna select that any would, Tom, Dick, and Harry beer to be It would ruin the integrity five-star. of my
2: grading system.
0: It would. And that's what I'm saying here is that's a good point. Yeah, this is you you wouldn't compromise your grading for that. So You're
2: probably right. You're probably right. But But we need transparency
0: in the process, I think. That's what's next.
2: Yep. But that's about all that's been going on here. So nothing too exciting.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. That's good.
1: I can't wait to hear about your update here.
2: Yeah. So Let's
0: slide right in there.
2: Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there.
0: Knocked it out of the park. That's what I did there. Son of a bitch. Uh,
2: (laughs) So uh, if you recall... My goal was to get 500 different Kenny Lofton cards, so this isn't including duplicates or anything like that. Um, so I ended up, I'm at 502. Is the final? Oh,
0: wow. Final count, right overachiever. Here. So, what did we get? Yeah,
2: I just grabbed, it. I just grabbed a few extra ones just in case to buffer any miscounts or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so. 502 is the count. I I don't know. I got it. I think I completed this uh, like a month ago, maybe. Um, and actually I had to, at, I ordered a batch of cards from Beckett and I thought that that was going to put me over 500, but then I got an email like the next day about how my item shipped, but they refunded me on like four cards that I guess were like out of stock. <sighs>
0: so
2: then it put me, so then it put me below 500. So then I had to make another order. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that must have killed you to make that other order.
2: Yeah, that was a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Um,
2: but I feel like I rounded out my collection pretty nicely. Uh going into this, I think I was around uh, I don't recall the exact number. I think it was like 270 or 280 something in that area. So, I've almost like doubled my my count there. Um nice. And I feel like I've added I I've filled in some of the gaps that I was missing in the collection. So like um like I have like autographed cards and like cards with like pieces of the bat in it or memorabilia stuff like that. But I never had any of Kenny Lofton even though he was like my favorite player. Oh, that's a nice card you're showing me there. I like that one. Yeah.
0: It's a nice glare on it.
2: Yeah. And I had no <laughs> I had no like autograph and I'm glad you pointed out. I had no autographed cards of him either. So um
0: you didn't. I thought you did. I did not. Oh no. wow. Oh. Not damn. before
2: I not before I made this goal, I didn't. So okay. um So you know, Cody Cody's sent me some stuff on eBay and he actually helped me get one of the cards. Uh the I, I think, think you have the like same rare. one as that
1: one. Yeah.
2: What's that? I think, of this, I think you have exactly
1: the same card as this one. That this Kenny Lofton I have out of hundred and ninety nine autograph. I think you got just the same exact one as
2: I have a different one than that one, but
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have two of them. So um, I have that, and then you helped me get that uh, one of his rare like rookie cards. I think it's probably his first card as an Indian, right? Don't you think? That 1992.
1: It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh as an update card, like wh- right after he got traded. I think they put that out at the end of the season, and there's limited amount of those. So yeah.
2: Yeah, so I was able to add that one, and then, you know, I I picked up a few that have, like, a piece of his bat in it and stuff like that, so in my little display case here, I can fit 36 cards, and I think eight of them, eight or nine are Kenny Lofton of them, Kenny Lofton, So, so, you know, I had some nice special cards there, and then you know, when I stopped collecting cards for the most part, I kind of missed the tail end of his career. So, you know, after he left the Indians in 2001, I really didn't have many cards of him after that. So, you know, he bounced around to a bunch of teams after that. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> He did. That yeah. was like
2: a part, that was a part of his career I kind of wanted to catch in my collection too. So I was definitely able to beef up, you know, that span of his career towards the end. Where um, old did he
1: go, Mucci? He wanted the Pirates, right? Well, yeah, so
2: after, yeah, oh, so after wait. the Indians, so after he left, you know, he started it, he was drafted by Houston, traded the Indians, you know, in like 1991, and then he was with the Indians until 1996, went to the Braves for one year, they traded nice. him there because they didn't think that they were going to be able to resign him, but then he was there for one year, and then they did resign him, so then he came back to the Indians in 1998, played 98. To 2001 with the Indians and then right. in 2002 he went to um he signed with the White Sox and then in the middle of that year got traded to the San Francisco Giants and went to the World Series that's right in 2003 I think is when he signed with the Pirates mm-hmm. and then from the Pirates he got traded to the Cubs and then that was the year remember the whole Steve Bartman
0: thing yep. and they yeah.
2: NLCS, he was on that Cubs team. And then in 2004, I want to say he spent that year with New York, maybe?
0: You would say correctly, because I have it pulled yep. up. Yep.
2: Okay. So yep. New York. Then the next year, this is where I've, I think I might start to lose track. 2004, maybe the. Dodgers, Dodgers, Phillies,
0: 2005 Phillies, 2006 Dodgers.
2: Okay. So I'm, I'm forgetting who's 2004.
0: You said um, him already. it was the Yankees. You already said the Yankees. Yankees. Oh, okay. So I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right.
2: Got it. Okay. Gosh, yep. this is hard to keep track of. So where I am I up to now?
0: <laughs> you're, up to, you're up to 2007.
2: Okay. And that's easy. Cause in 2007 is when he signed with the Texas Rangers and then mid season he got traded back to the Indians right Good and job. i think that's everybody <laughs> That is everybody. And
1: retired.
2: retired after that right as an yeah pretty much after that year he retired and if i recall correctly i think he still kind of wanted to play and i was hoping that the indians would re sign him but they didn't and i think um it sounded like if i remember at the time correctly it sounded like there were a few teams interested in him but because of his age you know, right. he was, like, 40, 41 years old. I think teams yeah. were only willing to give him, like, a minor league contract, like, not a guaranteed contract. And yeah. I don't think he really wanted to settle for that. So I think he just ended up retiring.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly.
2: So, he, you obviously, know, you had a... Yeah.
1: I was going to say, you obviously know everything about him. Like, he was my favorite player. Him, Omar Vizquel, and Sandy Almar Jr. Like, those are my two, three favorite growing up. Um, You know, that we're basically the same age, so... What made yeah. you gravitate towards Kenny the most out of all of them?
2: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think I think there was a few reasons. I think, one, I just found his style of play to be very exciting and entertaining. Like, I don't know, the guys who could have, like, speed and can steal bases and kind of, like, create havoc for, like, pitchers and stuff and <laughs> get in their mind when they're on the bases. I don't know, those type of players I just kind of gravitate towards. I just find those type of players, like, really exciting. Yeah.
1: Um
2: and I don't know, uh, like he just seemed like a guy that I wanted to try to imitate, you know, myself, like playing little yeah. league and all that stuff. But um, yeah. see, so, yeah, I copied you my know?
1: batting stance after Jim Tomey. That's how I. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I approached the bat. But yeah, I, I've always loved Kenny Lofton, and I guess that whole you know '90s era of teams. That's that's my jam too, Muji.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those those players from from, you know, those mid 90 teams are always, um, you know, they're big. They're always popular in Cleveland um, whenever they have a, you know, bring them back for like the Indians Hall of Fame and all that stuff. You know, they usually get a big crowd and right um, You know they still do pr- do promotions, you know, including those players and stuff like that. So uh, they're pretty popular. Uh, it's kind of surprising, you know, that <coughs> with all the guys they had during those years, they never won a championship kind of disappointed,
1: <laughs> right
2: um like think of all the like the hall of famers or like
1: could your hall, hall of famers.
2: famers yeah well yeah and we'll get into that in a little bit here but uh yeah but man they had Manny ramirez who should be in the hall of fame jim tomey who is in the hall of fame um omar vaskell who's a borderline one although because of this probably field, won't Not anymore uh, yeah, the off-field stuff is going to keep him out. He was kind of borderline yeah. to begin with, and then I think with all the off-field stuff that's going on with him, he's got pr- pretty much got no chance now. I don't think. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, but if we're just talking about on the field. I mean, in my opinion, I would probably say he's a Hall of Famer, but uh, I mean, I can understand why some people would say he wouldn't be. Um. Yeah. And then Albert Bell. Um. You know, the issue with Albert Bell was that he didn't have the longevity. Um, but, like, if you look at his numbers, you know, from, like, 92 – when did he start? Like, 92, 93 to, like, 1998. I mean, very good. But he just didn't have the yeah. longevity. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, Kenny Lofton was definitely, you know, he was number one for me. So, um, you know, when I played Little League, I'd always wear number seven. Pretty much anytime time <laughs> I do anything. You know, like when I played intramural basketball and stuff like that, I always try to get number yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, and that's because of Kenny Lofton. So. All
1: right, um, and that's a sad off, sad off number, anyways. But yeah, that's awesome, man. That, you said you started like two eighty when you started this challenge, like yeah, you, somewhere you, in that
2: area. Yeah.
1: Do you think that you're gonna go any more? You, you capped at the five hundred.
2: Uh, that's a good question. So. I uh eh, I don't imagine that I'm ever going to, you know, like when I was doing this goal, I would go into like the Beckett marketplace and I would look up Kenny Lofton cards and I would be making orders of like I'm gonna buy like thirty cards this order, <laughs> twenty-five yeah. cards this order. I don't think I'm gonna mm-hmm. end up doing that anymore. But like I don't know, like if there's um you know you show me some of this some of these cards like on ebay like the autograph cards and you know tops has cards right. on their website like if there's mm-hmm. a cool card i see of his you know as a one-off thing you know i i would probably be still interested and might you know bid on something if it's on ebay or whatnot but i don't think i'm yeah. ever gonna buy anything in large quantities again if that makes sense
0: <laughs> yeah that makes total yeah. sense
2: yeah batches. Um, that's awesome yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys kind of, yeah, you guys kind of inspired me to kind of get back into it a little bit with, um, because I think you guys originally had the goals, like card related goals. And I I remember Cody invited me to go to the card store that one day. So it just kind of got me a little bit back into it. I don't think I'm ever going to be as big into it as I was. But you know, I don't know, as I said, if I see a cool card here and there, I might be willing to purchase it. So
0: yeah, which is good. I guess my question coming up now is: You're looking at it. You have these 500 cards plus probably yeah. other baseball cards. Where are you going to keep them all? You have the display <laughs> case, but do you are you getting a binder for all the cards? Or are you just keeping them yeah. in a bin? What is, what's the game plan going for with all the cards?
2: Yeah, so that's something Becca always makes fun of me about with the whole <laughs> baseball card stuff. Because yeah. so she did buy me a display case, and that right. fits about 36 cards. So, um you know i have that i do have a binder of kenny Lofton cards and right now i kind of have it you know in my man cave and it's um kind of in the back here on top of like my record player so i'm not quite sure yet i guess of where to go from there like if there's another way to display some of them um i do have like some other cards of mine that are just kind of scattered like, I have my shelf with all the bobbleheads, and like sometimes in between the spaces, I have some like cards in there. So, like, I have like C.C. Sabathia's rookie card kind of like squeezed in between like two bobbleheads, so you can kind of see that.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and then I have like some other like, I have um six, I have just like a uh a photo frame that has like baseball cards in it signed by Andrew Miller, Trevor Bauer, Cody Allen, Francisco Lindor, yeah. Carlos Carrasco, Carlos Santana. So, okay. I've, like, found other areas to kind of, like, incorporate them in, um, but, I mean, for now, most of my catting ke- lofting collection is kind of in a binder sitting in my, you know, man cave, so I have it accessible, can, uh... so, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah go ahead, you go, get D, it. What do you got
1: there? You can get a uh, shelf, so this is this is uh, oh, from Kaylin. Yeah. And Kaylin and the boys got me this uh, for our anniversary, but, yeah, you can drill it into the, the wall, and if it's maybe six across... You get a bunch okay. of those and hang those up around too. Yeah, those Where'd are. Where'd you get
2: probably...
1: that from? Uh, Amazon, I think they got it from. I'm not too sure. Oh, Amazon.
2: Kaylen.
1: Okay. Yeah, Kalen got it for me, so. Yeah. yeah and... But I'm pretty sure it's off Amazon.
0: That'd be sweet. That'd be a good display yeah. too. Well, yeah. Well, that might
1: be something I have to look into. You know, five or five or six across, I think it goes five across. So you need a lot of them, but yeah, <laughs> you could you could really put them up there though.
0: I think my yeah. Other... Yeah. I was thinking my other thought for that is if you have, do you have them in, are they just in the binder or do you have, because you mentioned the binder, but yeah. do you have the protective case for each one? Because the other thing is getting those shelves is great, but you should also yeah. have the card case for each individual card so that they're protected over the years and that from dust and whatnot.
2: I don't have a hard case for all, you know, 500 of them or whatnot. Right. Uh, like the ones that are in my display case, I have them in hard, they're all in some sort of hard case, but okay. Gotcha. I do have a few. I do have some hard cases, uh, you know, that have nothing in them right now. Um, but no, I don't have. I don't have a hard case for every single one. So
0: that makes uh, sense. The,
2: yeah, the ones I have with this, if I were to do what Cody's doing, which I think is a good idea, I agree. Uh, I would make. Sh- yeah, I would make sure I have hard cases for those. But
0: yeah, the one um, idea that yeah. popped into my head, Dan, and you can shoot yeah. this down, but this is just okay. me being creative right now because apparently yes, I have yeah. all this energy. Is you could do if there's a way to make a coffee table with like a glass top on it, but a wood base, and then you could put the cards underneath and seal off the glass and then that would be a way to display them and still have a usable space as well.
2: That's not a bad idea. Now, like when you say seal it off, am I able to get <laughs> am I able to get back into it? Like if I want to take the card out?
0: Yeah, so what I'm thinking is like maybe yeah. some- clear caulking around the edge of it to seal it so in case something spills it doesn't get underneath the glass to ruin the cards you can always cut the caulking off scrape it off and whatnot right right. uh that was kind of where i was at or i think one of your goals was to build a case we talked about that before build something (laughs) you could build a case for it too
2: that's not a bad idea as well um yeah i don't know i i definitely um i definitely want to get more the only other Thing that i'm kind of running into is that uh you know starting to run out of space down here to put stuff, <laughs> to put stuff what up, do you what uh, do you mean
0: you I have would. nothing in your basement in your cave. Yeah. there's no plenty of room there's plenty of room down there
2: because oh, oh. i would like to get another you know the case that becca got me it fits 36 cards and then i think she got off the amazon there's bigger ones i think there's one there that fits like 80 some cards or something like that but yeah. i just don't know where else. I would be able to put it down here unless I moved it upstairs, but I don't think Becca would want any of that stuff upstairs. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> looks like Dom's getting a card collection in his room.
2: Yeah. So maybe it could be something that, uh, that could, uh, maybe that could be something, you know, eventually when we move into a bigger house, maybe then that could be, uh, yeah. I can kind of solve that problem then. <laughs> right.
0: That's true. But now, nothing, nothing stopping you from getting, uh, stuff now. So if you get the display case now, you'll have it for the move. Yeah,
2: that's true that's true so but yeah i guess uh on that part of it to be continued we'll see what i do but yeah becca always makes fun of me she's like you always collect all these cards and stuff like that and they just sit in binders and <laughs> right. and you know i have like two boxes of like cards um that are kind of i have them organized so that they're separated by each team um so i have like all the cards for Baltimore Orioles here uh you know detroit tigers yeah. here and all that stuff and they're those ones are just kind of sitting up um in my little like office space up in the attic second floor type deal so nice yeah. gotcha
1: That's awesome bud. so out of the 502 of them do you have like a favorite one or favorite couple
2: yeah i do um i don't know if there's one specifically that I would designate as like my favorite but i definitely have a few that are my favorites um I would definitely say the one that you helped me get that 1992 Don Russ updates, uh, just because, you know, it's one, of, if not his first Indians card, it's one of the first, and it's, you know, one of his rarer cards Um, and definitely like the two autograph cards I have of his, um, I would say it's probably between, probably between those three, I would think um, that are my, my three up there you know, I I have a few other cards. Um, I have a cool card, you know, it's not like worth, I mean, it's probably only worth like a buck or something like that, but, uh, and I think Cody, you've seen it like the, the one where he's playing basketball because he played for the university of Arizona. So that one's a pretty neat one, um, that I like, but yeah, those are the ones that kind of pop into my mind. You know, I guess, you know, his rookie cards like i have a few of his uh Houston Astro rookie card ones um so those are pretty yep. cool a few minor league cards <laughs> yep yep um so yeah but uh i was able to get a few cards of when he came back to the Indians in 2007 so those ones are pretty cool Oh really cool. nice yeah yep and i um, uh,
1: i think you i think i mentioned to you like those autograph ones just that we got they just came out last year so i think he's an athlete that's going to hopefully keep signing cards in the future yeah
2: and yeah and as stuff, i said so. you know yeah and as i said look, i would keep i have an open mind to getting more cards like that so you know if, the, if more of those pop up you know and the price is right on ebay and everything you know it'd be something i'd look into makes sense yeah
0: i yeah. I don't know why I did not know, or I feel like it blocked out that Kenny Lofton yeah. played for the University of Arizona, so I had to look that up real quick
2: uh, <laughs> yeah he did uh he played in the final he actually played in the final four
0: um, yeah and it looks, looked like he had a sweet sixteen appearance too what yes. so
2: yep yeah, so um yeah, I think he didn't take up baseball until like his i think I was reading he took up baseball like his junior year. Um, okay so uh, i think yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he had like a scholarship uh you know to arizona for basketball so um yeah so he's a pretty you know all-around great athlete you know
0: i'm gonna start calling him kenny dimes now he's throwing them (laughs) dimes but uh that's just me i'll leave it i'll leave it there kenny dimes is that a joke no, in no, basketball no. they call it's it fun. when you pass something, yeah, it's yeah, dropping dimes, right. dimes, throwing dimes. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I March Madness nice. is... I don't...
2: yeah. Uh speaking of that, March Madness <laughs> is coming up here and I'm pretty excited for that.
0: It is. It is coming up. I'm excited too. We finally get March Madness. We'll probably do a bracket again, I think, guys, just to see yeah. which one of us is uh top tier, I think. But yeah. Coming up. Not Kenny dimes though. Kenny Dimes is out. <laughs> um yeah oh yeah da- go ahead go
2: ahead
0: daniel you know we talked about your card collection yeah. i think we've talked about the entire goal itself you yeah. posted something on our share drive for this podcast that oh, yes, uh, i, I want to i think we need to get into and move into here yeah uh, okay. So the key half hour, apparently, is what it's being called now. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, you you wrote a beautiful essay here yes, that I we're going to look to post online for the lovely viewing audience. But <laughs> it's it titled The Hall of Fame Case for Kenny Lofton. It's not That's a murder correct. mystery. So this is correct. please enlighten us on what this uh, essay. We know what it's yeah. about, but enlighten us on the essay.
2: Okay. Do you want me to read it word for word?
0: Yeah, you know what? Yes. Yes, let's do that. And
2: I did you... say I would do that in the last episode, although I was kind of half-joking about
0: it. But uh... well, no, You wrote it out, so hold on here. Everybody, take yeah. a minute, grab your popcorn, get a nice, cozy yeah. <laughs> cup of coffee, tea, hot chocolate, whatever you're going to listen to right now, and gather around, kids, because it is the Hall of Fame case for Kenny Lofton by Dan yeah, Moochie.
2: If you guys have any questions or if you wanna uh you know interrupt or anything, you know, let me know. just is, uh is there a PowerPoint yeah, with this? There is not, no. Well, this uh is, this presentation on, is,
0: bullshit. It yeah, says is bullshit. So, all
2: right, All right, here here I go. Uh Ooh. so the the Hall of Fame case for Kane Lofton. Uh and by the way, I'm getting into this uh because, you know, the, the Hall of Fame stuff just happened, and Kenny Lofton's off the ballot. He was off the ballot in 2013, and he shouldn't have been. So uh, he should be a Hall of Famer, and that's what – he obviously is my favorite player. So that's what brings us to this, uh, so, this essay here.
0: So let's establish the ground rules here. You have no sour grapes about this, right?
2: No, oh, I have wow. huge this – is, this,
0: is, this, is <laughs> this is But this, I was trying to make you sound like you were unbiased and just love Kenny Lofton, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead.
2: All right, here we go. So, much has been made in the recent weeks over the Baseball Hall of Fame, PEDs, and the snubs of great players such as Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, etc. But I want to bring focus on another Hall of Fame snub. One has no PED suspicions or controversies such as prostitution. (laughs) <laughs> My favorite player of all time, Kenny Long. What ice fishing. <laughs> Let's start with some basic uh, stats and facts here. So, Kenny finished with 2,428 career hits, a 299 batting average, 600, 622 stolen bases, a 372 on base percentage, and an OPS plus of 107. So if you're not familiar with that, OPS plus is on-base percentage plus slugging percentage, um, and the 107 kind of indicates that he's seven percent above average. And uh, let, he's a let, yes. And go ahead. zero
0: prostitutes.
2: Yes, that's okay. correct. All right. That's a plus. That's a plus. Uh, he's a six-time All-Star, has won four Gold Gloves, and he's hit at least 310 in every season from 1993 through to 1997
0: that's that's quite a feat isn't it that that is that's i mean yeah i, ask, can yes. I ask about his
2: batting average his final
1: yeah. ban on it like what how many hits away was he from 300 all time like for his whole career like was it a couple hits away you said i
2: think it 0. yeah i think pretty much um you'd have to do the math like you'd have to take the hits divided yeah. by at bats that's how
0: you get that yeah. thanks thanks for spelling yeah. out that formula there bud
2: <laughs> yeah but it, it depends wonder, like, on it how last much...
1: game like oh if he i don't know got one yeah. more hit and would have hit you know been above it or he struck out because it last, could have it depends bad, on or how
2: because i don't know percentage points because it could be like he's at like two point nine nine one eight seven 1, blah, 8, blah 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 yeah. blah blah and maybe one hit wouldn't be enough but i would imagine that it had to have been like a few hits
0: I'm trying to do some uh quick I'll research, I'll do the math for okay? you to keep going, how about yeah, that? yeah, yep, yeah. yep.
2: All right, so uh, Kenny has a R war, and if you're not familiar, war is wins above replacement, which you know pretty much it tells you like how many wins, um, you know, a player's worth more than like a replacement level player, um, at the same position, so um. You know, and R in front of it, in this case, R is for baseball reference because there's a few multiple ways of calculating war. So there's R war and there's F war. F war is uh, based off fan graphs um, and R war is based off baseball reference. For the purposes of my stats, I've been using baseball reference just because uh, I find their site more cleaner and easier to follow and sort and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and to look up stats. So. Um, his R-War is 68.4, um, which is tied with Carlton Fisk and Edgar Martinez, who are both elected into the Hall of Fame. Oh. Um, yes. So 68.4, uh, his War is tied for 80th all-time among all MLB players ever, and he has a higher R-War R than many players already elected into the Hall of Fame, such as Roberto Alomar, Ryan Sandberg, William McCovey, Dave Winfield, Jackie Robinson, Lou Boudreau, Vladimir Guerrero, and uh, David Ortiz, who was just recently elected on the first ballot, and he only had a 55.3 r war. Yet, Kenny Lofton didn't even receive the necessary 5% to make it past his first year on the ballot in 2013. Is that unbelievable?
0: That is very unbelievable. And I want to establish here... Uh, yeah. I have I have the question, war. What is it good for? Is it absolutely nothing, or is it worth everything?
2: In this case, it's worth everything. <laughs> Kenny Lofton needed
0: six more hits to be a six more hit, hits. That's that's disappointing, and to I be mean exactly three hundred. That that would have that <laughs> would have hurt me knowing that. I was six hits away (laughs) from getting 300, but you know, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes.
2: Right. And I almost feel that that's, um, you know, it seems silly because it's really only like a 0.001 difference, but I feel like that 300 mark in some eyes of the, uh, like voters, that that could make a big difference. Like just seeing 300 compared to like 299. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's just a thought there, but, um,
0: and they, never, wonder, they, oh, they yeah. would never they would never do that math to see it's only six hits away either. So that's yeah. what's even takes it that step yeah. further for the Hall of Fame voters. Right. It's it only six hits, but they're not gonna do that math to figure it out. So they're only gonna see the two ninety nine and hold it against them.
2: Yes. Yes. So um I actually think um I thought I read this or heard this. Um, but I think going into Kenny Lofton's final year, I think he had a career batting average 300 or higher um not that his not that his uh last year which i do touch on in my article is bad by the way but um but yes uh i wanted to mention i have this in my article here how um they actually had somebody from baseball reference appear on uh his name is adam dorowski of baseball reference appeared on the january 14th, 2022 podcast episode of cleveland teams a baseball history podcast and he offered some fantastic advanced statistics that kind of further the case for Kenny Lofton, which I want to uh, forward your way right now. So uh, Lofton's stolen base success rate during his playing career was 79.5%. League average was 69%. Nice. (laughs) Lofton's run scored percentage uh, and run scored percentage is a measurement of uh, of, all, of the times you reach base, how many of those times did you, uh, score a run? Uh, so his, uh, run scored percentage was 42%. League average was 31 and Lofton's extra base taken percentage, which measures like how many times you go from like first to third, um, you know, that type of deal. Um, he, uh, his... Uh, extra bases taken percentage of 55% compared to the league average of 42. Um, And then, you know, when it comes to the measurement of war, there's a few different components that go into that. Um, So Lofton was 140 runs above the average hitter as uh, 140 runs above average as a hitter, 102 runs above average as a base runner and 108 runs above average as a fielder. And he's the only player in MLB history that have at least 100 runs above average in all three categories. How about that?
0: So are you saying he was that's above impressive. average?
2: Yes, absolutely. Okay. In all three phases of the game.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's a compelling argument. It is. Um,
2: I thought that that was a deal, uh, a, pretty much a, a sealer for me once I heard yeah. that. Um Further, I also wanted to touch into the Jaws statistic. Um, so his Jaws. Yeah, is
0: this the shark? Yes. Is this the shark jaws or <laughs> That's what? a that's a good question. Yeah, um, I'm very I'm very confused by Jaws.
2: Well, let me explain it to you.
0: Okay, so thank you.
2: Jaws is um, it was created by this sabermetrician uh named Jay. and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it might be Jaff or Jaffe. I'm not sure. I think it's Jaff. Uh, Probably Jaff. Jaff something like that, J-A-F-F-E, uh, however you want to pronounce that, uh, <laughs> <Jaffy>. he, created, <laughs> he created this stat for the purpose of measuring a player's Hall of Fame like worthiness, um, okay. and the stats um, kind of combines like their war averaged with their seven-year peak war. Um, so hit, Kenny Lofton's Jaws comes out to 55.9, which is 10th all-time among center fielders. Now, think about that. Think of all the players who in the history of Major League Baseball have ever played center field. And Kenny Lofton is 10th in this measurement. Um, you know, he's ahead um, of like Hall of Fame center fielders already in Kirby Puckett, Larry Doby, Andre Dawson. Um, and you want to hear the list of the players who are ahead of him in this statistic? There's only nine. Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Tris Speaker, Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout, Ken Griffey Jr., Joe DiMaggio, Duke Snyder, and Carlos Beltran. You might have heard of some of those people if you're a baseball fan.
0: he are the job. only people ahead
2: of him. Is Carlos Beltran in the Hall of Fame? He is not eligible yet. Uh, oh, okay. he's, I, he's still- I think he might be eligible...
0: 2 to 3 years or 1 to yeah. 2 years something like that. Yeah, I
2: think it's 1 oh, to really? 2 years either okay. next year, either next year or the year after, I can't remember. Um Okay. But soon.
0: But soon. Hey, Dan, I want to go back real quick. Yes. And this one isn't a joke. So you talked about war average. What do you mean by seven peak year peak war? What do you mean by that?
2: So they they take their average what they're trying to do is capture their uh like a seven year window, like their best seven year window. Okay. And they take that average war and combine it, you know, and they average it out with their career war. So they kind of they want to measure how good you were at the, I guess, the basis of it. They want to measure how good were you at at your very peak, like your best performance, your best seven that years. That makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Your best yeah. seven years. Yep.
0: Okay. Um, Thanks.
2: And he, yep. And he was tenth. He was tenth all time in that, um, in that statistic there. So, um, and then you know the article that I wrote here kind of goes more into, um, you know. Uh, just some of his
0: Wait, basic Wait, is this stats? an article yeah. or an essay? Right, uh, Well, I don't know. I, what I, whatever now?
2: you... I don't know what you would consider it. Uh, that's what... I guess A white paper. Essay.
0: Rambling of a madman? No. <laughs> it's a, man, it's a it's, manifesto. It's but... an
2: essay. an art, I don't know. It's a, uh, Let's see. My Word document says it's 864 words. Oh, you, you get them... an getting... I don't know uh, what you would essay. consider it. An essay?
0: Yeah, probably an essay. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, his 622 stolen bases are 15th all-time. He stole 66 bases in 1992 with the Indians, which is the most ever by a rookie in the American League. He led the league in stolen bases every year from 1992 through 1996. And his 452 stolen bases with the Indians is a franchise record. How about that? Um, Damn. And then I wanted to – in here I also kind of pointed out a – um, I kind of referenced a fun fact, I guess, that John Morosi, and he's an MLB columnist put out there. Um, he said that, uh, Kenny Lofton is one of two players in Major League Baseball history to score at least 1,500 runs, steal at least 600 bases while playing at least 1,900 games in center field. And the other one is the great Ty Cobb.
0: Um, who, 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 who? Who? You don't know who Ty Cobb is. I know who Ty Cobb is. I'm just saying who. <laughs> who? Who? But anyways.
2: Um, so, and then, you know, I went on to point out, you know, I mentioned his final year. As a 40 year old, he had a pretty good year. I mean, he started the year with the Texas Rangers and then was traded mid year to the Indians. He hit 296 with a 367 on base percentage. He still had 23 bases as a 40 year old.
1: 40 year old. And still had yeah.
2: the. Yeah, and still had a 105 OPS. So, you know, by OPS, he was still 5% higher than, um, you know, the average major leaguer. And he helped Indians go to game 70 ALCS. He probably could have still, if he really wanted to, probably could have still kept going and, you know, was a productive player. Um,
0: Did did the Indians win that game seven?
2: (sighs) Oh, gosh, don't even get me started on that. He was actually involved, you know, I didn't mention this in the article. He was actually involved in a very controversial play. In that game, do you, are you familiar with this at all, Jenks? Uh,
0: vaguely, I do remember there was a controversial play. I cannot think of it off the top of my so, head right now.
2: They were, the Indians were losing, I think that's, I think the score was three to two or two to one or something like that. They were down by one. And, uh, I think it was the, gosh, seventh or eighth inning. And, uh, they hit, uh, France, oh, Franklin, what's his name? Franklin Gutierrez hit a ball down the third baseline and Kenny Lofton was rounding third and, you know, looking to score on it. But uh, Joel Skinner, the Indians third base coach held him and it looked like he would score easily. Um, uh, Franklin Gutierrez stopped that first. So there was one out with runners on the corners. And if Kenny Lofton would have scored, they would have tied the game. And then the next batter, Casey Blake, grounded into a double play. And everybody was all over the third base coach because he held Kenny Lofton. I'm pretty sure, and Manny Ramirez was the left fielder for the Red Sox in this. And I'm pretty sure after the game, he said that he had no intention of even, like, trying to throw him out at home. So, uh, you know, the oh. Indians could have tied the game. As it turned out, uh, this was late in the game. I want to say it was the seventh It was the seventh or eighth. I want to say maybe the eighth. Um, the Red Sox had, like, a huge inning. Then I think it was, like, the next inning, and it turned out – ended up being kind of like a blowout
1: blow but yeah, i don't know yeah. you
2: never know what would have happened like if they would have scored that game uh game time run the momentum would have changed and you know maybe right. the game would have been different but right but that's yep. what happened there um so anyways uh you know in my article here i just went uh you know beyond the numbers i mentioned some of his like great moments on the field um I put many Indian Guardian fans remember his mad dash in the eighth inning of game six of the 95 American League Championship Series, where he scored from second base on a passed ball, helping Indians reach the World Series. That was against uh, Randy Johnson, who Randy Johnson Randy Johnson and uh, Kenny Lofton hated each other, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. One of my first games was uh, against the – Indians versus Mariners and they, uh, I think Kenny often charged the mound against Johnson. And I remember all the fans were chanting Kenny, Kenny. Um, that was, I think it might've been like the second game I ever went to. So it was probably <laughs> one of the more memorable ones. Yeah. Um, nice. Yep. So I also in the, mentioned about, you know, his catch, which I have a bobblehead. They made a bobblehead after, um, in the eighth inning of an afternoon game on uh, 1996 against BJ Suroff in the Orioles. Um, he also had another memorable game against the Orioles in 2000, uh, in that game, he tied an MLB record by scoring in 18 straight games. And then, uh, in that game, he also stole five bases and hit the walk-off home run in the bottom of the 13th. So quite a good game. Um, and then in 2002, when he got traded to the Giants, he, uh, in game five of the NLCS, uh, he had a walk-off single to send the Giants to the World Series, um, And then I just went on to mention, you know, he's an all around great athlete. And I mentioned, you know, we already talked about how he played at the University of Arizona. And then, you know, there's still hope that Kenny Lofton obtained his rightful place in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. He's a candidate on today's game error ballot for 2023. It's time to right the wrong and put one of the greatest leadoff hitters of all time in the hallowed halls of baseball's immortals. The end.
1: So and I have a question. I don't know. Yes. How does the today? What was it called? The today's era game yeah. era committee? Because you have yep. one shot at this moochie or is it one, one and done?
2: Got it. So I think I think, again, you ha- I I don't know all the specifics. Um, I think that there is a minimum still. I think it almost works similar to. How it is the normal way. Um Understood. I think he has to get I think he does have to get at least a certain amount. I don't know if it's 5%. Um I think it I think it is, but I'm not 100% certain. Um because yeah. I know for the today's game error you still need like 75% to get in. Um but pretty much yeah. like the today's game error um it's a committee um, I think of former major league. Ba- I think they're all made up of former major league baseball players, and the Today's Game Era votes on players who played like during 1989 to whenever. Um, so yeah. it's in the area now of when Kenny Lofton played. So pretty much they look at players who were kicked off the ballot, and um, they they kind of vote These for themselves really on it, if they yeah. feel someone was overlooked or whatnot. Um, so – and the way it works is is that you first appear um, – so a player can stay on the normal ballot for 10 years. So Kenny Lofton, even though he was off the ballot after his first year, he still had to wait 10 years before he was eligible for this ballot. Hmm. Because 10 years is – the, uh, even though he was off of it, 10 years is the maximum he can stay. So he had to, like, wait 10 years. So this is going to be his first year um, in 2023 because he was on the ballot in 2013. So yeah. – um I I think he has a decent chance. Um, there's been some people who've been elected in by these committees in more recent years. Uh I know Harold Baines uh was recently added by one of these committees, uh Alan Trammell. Um so I don't know. I feel like there's a I feel like there's some momentum for him, and now people are looking more into like advanced statistics and stuff like that. Um So, you know, a lot of that stuff I mentioned in the article kind of works favorably for Kenny Lofton. So, um, I don't know. I still think he has a – I think he has a decent shot to get in through this committee.
1: I hope so. Uh, Even before he laid out all those stats, you know, he's one of the best, like you said, leadoff hitters of our generation for sure that, you know, I remember watching for sure and just uh, seemed like a great guy. And No off-field instances, no PEDs like you mentioned, nothing like that. So. They played the game how it should have been played.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, so yeah, that was my that was my case for Kenny Lofton. There. Did you have any uh, anything you wanted, Jenks?
0: You uh, know, uh, nothing to the Kenny Lofton argument because I I I agree with all your points. I always have, um, and I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I am gonna have to say, man, you know, just looking at this from the outside, looking in on this article, you got to pick a sourcing format and stay with it. I don't know. I don't care if it's ADA. <laughs> mla pick one stick with it and then learn how to spell hallowed because that's not right (laughs) that's hollowed well (laughs) that's why
2: i i I said i had to do a few tweaks to it so uh tweaking that right now for the source thing you know if i ever put this out there somewhere i'll have to correct it to make it uh one thing but yeah uh i hated that man
0: oh
1: yeah i know yeah
2: they push it on you
0: no, well, yeah, I did at first, and then they switched the format on me. When I got more into sports business, I had to go to A- ADA or APA, whatever the hell it was.
1: Whatever it is, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I had to buy the actual book for it, and that always pissed me off. It was like $30 for that book. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. hated it, but... it's awesome, yeah. man. I'm glad, so... I'm glad you accomplished
0: your goal and... And build an essay. I your
1: love to uh, Kenny Lofton over here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, I,
1: I'm just yeah.
2: stating the case. I'm trying to right wrongs here. Like you he know, should be in the hall are. of fame, and uh, I think I provided the facts and statistics to back him
0: up. He did. Right. Um, and I'll tell you what, all of us now are leaving here, understanding that you do have a weird obsession with him, <laughs> and there may be a restraining <laughs> order in the mail. But that's a different story it's for a different time.
1: It's just speaking of that, is your avatar <laughs> on here? Your uh, a picture of you. Oh, Kenny Lofton's bust. Yes, it is. Cleveland's Park. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's uh, that's Kenny Lofton's bust. I think, yeah, that is.
1: Yep. Yeah. Point there. Yeah,
2: point. Point. I I just uh, appreciate good uh, baseball play. That's fair.
0: Yep, that's fair. That is very fair. Awesome. Well, thank you. I don't know.
2: Just like how I appreciate gold dust and good uh, good wrestling play.
0: All right. Comments not there. Cannot be found.
2: Maybe he'll come back to WWE.
0: He's not gonna come back to WWE. His brother is, but not. He not gold. Not, so the golden one is done. Do we, I don't know.
2: I'm not convinced.
1: Do we have a guest for this week, Mushi?
0: No. Kenny Lofton. J.K. Uh, Kenny Lofton. Yeah, Kenny, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Lofton. Lofton?
2: Kenny Lofton will be, uh, will be on, uh, well, Jakes, do you, uh, do you want to preview the, the next episode?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know why Cody's blowing into the microphone over there. That, that was a little <laughs> weird. We're going to need you to calm down here. It's only an update episode. Yeah. I got some ins, got some outs going on. Uh, I'm hoping to get back into update on book a month, uh, looking into the woodworking piece of it. And, uh, some updates and that from a crazy couple weeks with the with the new with the girlfriend here. Uh oh. a lot of introductions going on that uh I think scared oh, wait, the hell out of us. Oh, that's going to be happening soon. Yeah, the one with these fools will be happening at the end of this week. Uh we've already had the I've already met her parents and she's met my family. So, we're going to have oh. some updates.
1: We're
0: going to have a, we're going to have a fun discussion and be a, that. And you'll be a year older as well. I will be. I'll be. I. I've literally wrote on all my calendars. I'm old instead of happy birthday oh. to me. So, 34. I'm joining you, old farts, in the eight, ripe old age of 34. That's Only right. for a couple months, Cody, and then you're on the hook for 35. Halfway. Yeah, that's, to 40. that's the thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But listening back
0: to <laughs> the podcast from last week,
1: I messed up my age twice. Like you I did. We
0: I we didn't pick up on that until like half. I think not even till after. Listen.
2: Yeah, listening back, but... You messed up your age twice?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think I did it at first, and then he followed suit. Be young at heart.
2: You're losing losing your memory. You know what this is going to lead to? What's that? Prostitution. All
0: right. You have to know it's got to lead to ice fishing and then prostitution. (laughs) You have to hook in the ice before you hook on the streets. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, This is a terrible segue to this, but, guys... (laughs) Uh, I wanted to draw your attention to, we may have had our youngest listener tune into the podcast recently.
2: Oh, really? Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, I know of a 10-year-old that is in my family that started listening to our podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, Ah. yeah. Listening to the first episode about eating Limburger cheese, so, you know, good times. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, Yeah. so maybe we'll get... You to keep it clean, Moochie.
0: No, she's already heard worse. Trust uh, me. She's a jinx. She's, yeah. she, she lives in this family. There's, She's heard worse. So, yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't have to worry about that. Uh, But yeah, yeah. so raving reviews from a new demographic. So just don't wow, know. that's
2: great. Yeah, that's impressive.
0: And I can't wow. wait for her to listen to the Hall of Fame case of Kenny Lofton. There we go. And
2: she has no idea who Kenny Lofton is, does she?
0: She has no idea what baseball is. <laughs> uh, she likes gosh. going to the ballpark but doesn't watch the game so but so that sad. is that's typical that's, a,
2: that's unfortunate
0: all right well daniel yeah i think uh social media is and we need to get yeah. to this joke and that
2: yeah all right we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on the gram <laughs> uh we're on farmersonly.com.
0: only enthu- the enthusiasm <laughs> has gone down tremendously since you read the essay <laughs> Yeah, she's done. <laughs> what a what a that what took a, a lot out of me. Uh, what a, we're what on, a selfish uh, what? ass. Oh <laughs>
2: uh, shit! What what else are we on? Uh, uh aliens above and beyond, gluten free singles. That's a big one. Kenny uh,
0: Lofton uh, fangirl site. <laughs>
2: uh, golddust.com. Com. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyways, I I wanted to tell uh uh you know. I want to wrap up the, the podcast now. So uh
0: <laughs>
2: thanks. <laughs> so all right. Uh uh what how does the uh hippie polygamist uh list list out his spouses?
1: How? Oh. Wait. Uh
2: Mrs. Oh, wait. Hippie number one, Mrs. Hippie yeah, number two, yeah, right. Mrs. Hippie number three, Mrs. Hippie number four. Mississippi number
0: five. Isn't he high by that point?
2: Mississippi
1: number six. We need to cut him off here. Like, he's just Mississippi number
0: going. seven. Miss- Mississippi 69.
2: Mississippi number eight.
0: Mississippi 712 arm bar.
2: Mississippi number nine. Mississippi number 10.
0: Is this like. Is then
2: this, it leads to prostitution.
0: Is this like the man with a thousand Mississippis? Right.
2: Anyways, do you get the
1: joke? No. Did you get it? Yeah, I'm just really proud of you. Before you just we jumped states. on the podcast, he actually practiced saying that word, and he he got it right on the first. Yeah, time, he didn't so. he
0: didn't butcher it, which is fantastic. Yeah. I I, I
2: tried to be professional. I wanted to make sure I got the word right before we went on the air. So uh, I wait, I wrote down. Let's I, let's. I wrote down on my uh in my handy dandy notebook here. Oh, you can't see it. Uh, I forgot my camera is not working. But anyways, uh, I wrote down on my handy dandy notebook here the way. It, it sounds that that way i could just read off of that
0: so wait a minute you wanted to make it sound professional yet you've talked about prostitution about 14 times in this podcast <laughs> it's real classy real professional <laughs> well you know i didn't <laughs> <laughs>